0: You need, you need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Welcome back to another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up, along with my man Baldy. Baldy! Brian Baldinger is here, and we are talking football, guys, all things in NFL. We are looking ahead to what is coming up this week, and we'll look a little bit back as to what we saw and how it might play out into what may play in the, into this week. All right, Baldy, first things first, Thursday night football. And I never would have thought this particular game would have the kind of impact it's supposed to have at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Only because I didn't think the Bucs would be in the position they're in. Ravens, we thought, were pretty good. But now all of a sudden, I feel like, Baldy, this is a must win for ball, uh, for uh, Tampa yeah. Bay. And, yeah. and, and for the Ravens, They've been playing well. We've been talking about their turnovers in the fourth quarter. But what the hell is going on with Tom Brady? He didn't throw a touchdown last
1: week. You know, I know, I know everybody wants to point to the quarterback, and, and, and it's right, because they can't run the ball at all. They're last in the league in every category in running. They, I mean, third and one, they can't gain a yard. You know, so they're not very good up front. And then it just looks it looks kind of sluggish and stale when he's just thrown to Evans and Godwin, and they got no tight end presence at all. But the thing that bothers me about watching Tampa, Carl, especially the last two weeks, is how poorly they played defensively. Mm. Like, you know, against Pittsburgh, they broke down repeatedly, left receivers wide open. Last week, Dante Foreman goes for 60. You know, they're like they're just their basic gap control was awful. Like, I don't know what they were doing. I don't think they know what they were doing because I, I kind of see this. As the plays going on, guys just pointing fingers at each other and just looking at completely frustrated. So something's not happening in that building. I know Brady isn't playing great, um, but he's playing, he's he still finds the open receiver. They didn't sack him, gets rid of the ball. All that kind of stuff is happening, but and he and
0: he had a touchdown to Mike Evans, who dropped it, right? I mean, that was that a big one. one.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna put it all on Brady. Um, and, you know, look, you go to a wedding, you go to a wedding, like you gotta, you gotta, if you lose, there's going to be repercussions, Carl. Like, I don't care if your name is Brady or it's Carl Dukes or Baldy. Like we're, there's going to be repercussions when you lose. It always is. And so people could like make that up to be a big deal. Maybe it is. All I know is the team in general is not performing well. And for Baltimore, like, look, this has been their, this has been the track all year. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. They have not stacked. Any wins together. And so to me, if they're going to go to Tampa on a short week and you read the, the roll call of injuries on both teams, like it's pretty extensive. To me, this is where Lamar Jackson has to shine. He just does. The, the Tampa's defense is not very good. They're not playing well without a, basically their whole starting secondary. Like he's got a he's got to step up in this game.
0: No doubt about it. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger. E. We are here with you guys every Tuesday, Thursday. Subscribe, like us, make sure you tell your friends about us. We're giving it to you, all things NFL. And this Thursday night game is going to be, it's going to be good because I think there's a lot on the line for both teams. But New England, and I'm not sure what Belichick's doing. We find out that Mac Jones took, you know, the ma- majority of the snaps. It looks like he's going to be the the first team guy. All right, so let's start there because is it Zappi or is it Mac Jones? Because I saw a little spark with Zappy, even though he <clears throat> threw two picks in that game.
1: So what is Belichick trying to get accomplished here? You know, it's it's the old uh, adage: like if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. <laughs> so if like I've heard conflicting reports, Carl, about what happened in the last game Monday night, um, that both quarterbacks were supposed to play, and so Zappy got hot, and he stayed in. But then I hear from other people inside the organization saying that wasn't a plan at all. Mm. Well, if that's not the plan, why was it such a quick hook? You know, it's a ten nothing game. What's the quick hook on Mac Jones? You know, an interception and like that's. So then you go like, does he have faith in anybody? Because honestly, Bailey Zappi. Now it was against Detroit and Cleveland. I mean, you know, some poor, poor defenses, but he he played really well. So. You know, but then, you know, you show up and he's got four tip balls, two interceptions. You go, is that just being six feet tall? You know, he's just, you know, this is the result of that. So I guess it's the health of Mac Jones, but it's still regardless. Like, it's just not dynamic football, Carl. Like, the Bears took him apart. And I guess the thing that, you know, if you're following the Patriots here, and what are they going to do? They got the Jets this week. They own the Jets. But I just feel like, Chicago ran for 240 yards against them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, that's not – they They moved the Patriots off the ball. Like, that's just not what Bill Belichick's teams do. And all those guys have been there. They all know how to play. Juwan Bentley. All those guys have been there a number of years. I and mean, they, got, they got pushed around pretty good up front. So the
0: Jets come in, Brees Hall out. This Was he your rookie
1: – looking like he was going to be your offensive rookie of the year? Was he on that track? Well, I mean, that, Kenneth Walker in Seattle. I Sure. Mean, Sure, The way he stepped up in the last two weeks. Um, But he he easily could have been. Because, really, the idea in New York, I was just up there with the team today, but the idea was to have Brees Hall and Michael Carter kind of, you know, 1A and 1B. Because Michael Carter is a good back, but Brees Hall, I mean, he just kept him on the sidelines. You know, that you couldn't take him out. 62-yard touchdown run last week. He just had this um, patience about him, Carl, and then this vision and this burst. You know, and the burst, and then the ability just to – you know, stay on his feet, you know. So he has all the skills, and it's just a shame, you know. he lose the right tackle. he lose him. But, he, like, to Joe Douglas's credit, <clears throat> not just because he went out and got to trade for James Robinson, but, like, Joe will tell you that my job is to identify my quarterback, which is Zach Wilson, yeah. and never stop building around him. And we need a running game around him. So let's go get another good running back. And so that's why James Robinson's there. And he'll play this weekend against New England.
0: Yeah, New England's three and four, Jets five and two. I don't think it's a fluke. I think the Jets have played well enough that that the record is the record, as, as you know, uh, Parcells used to say. But I, I look at this game, and you're right. I watch New England, and I go, it is boring. It, it, it's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah. And and that's maybe why when Zappy came in and he threw a couple down the field, you went, oh, because yeah. it was exciting plays. I yeah. mean, it, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if New England – just based on Belichick's history, is going to be able to win this game, even though I think the Jets have been playing better football. But I do need to see how the running game looks without Brees Hall.
1: Well, I, I think, yes, I got to see that too. You know, it's you know they got Cedric Obway. They just picked him up for the bus stop last week. He's the right tackle. Like, it's just been a, a nonstop shuffle. <clears throat> so the th- the key in this four-game win streak, Carl, is there was a moment in the Cincinnati Bengal game week three where Quinton Williams just blew up on the sideline. And what was happening was they were blitzing, like crazy blitzes. They weren't getting home, and they were getting beat on the back end. And Quinn said, like, enough. Let us do our job. Our job is to get to the quarterback, affect the quarterback. Let us do it. Give Like, have faith in us. And since then, I can probably count the number of blitzes, Carl, on one hand in the last four games. And so what's that done is, like, the, the defensive line has been really good. Quinn has been outstanding. But it's it's kept seven back. Huh. And if you're a quarterback, Carl, and, you know, you're worried about this pass rush, or so you're chipping on the edges. So, really, you're getting three receivers down the field. And you're running into these seven-man, seven, seven man, you know, Star Wars defenses where you can't get it over their head. Sauce shuts down one side of the field. The safeties are deep. The linebackers are active. There's just not that many places to go with the ball. And, and force you to be really patient. And Denver was awful. Uh, you know, Green Bay wasn't good. So, like I – I think the defense is good enough right now, the way they're playing, that they can carry this team while they figure out these injuries, get Robinson up to speed, get let Zach Wilson make enough plays, not many last week, but enough where he could, you know, manufacture some points. Carl Dukes, along with Brian Baldinger, put him up and balding with you.
0: The inside the huddle, guys. And we do it every Tuesday and Thursdays. We'd love to for you to guys to subscribe, tell your friends about us again. We do it every week. We go inside the huddle. We go inside the NFL, in-depth information. Like Baldy's just telling you about the Jets. He's letting you know what's going on in that front office and how the Jets are thinking. All right, Seattle. Surprise, surprise. Give credit to John Schneider and Pete Carroll, right? I mean, I, here's the thing, Baldy. They hit. I had a guy ask me the other day. He said, what's going on with Seattle? Because everybody's seeing Geno. And I said, time out they did something that you see every now and then with a team. And that is you yep. get a draft yep. that you hit. And when I say that, guys, I'm talking about more than just one starter. Mm-hmm. So you look at Seattle right now and you mm-hmm. have five rookies mm-hmm. that are contributing to that team. You could even add a, a, a mafia in there, right, as right. well. But they're playing well. This These are not guys that are just playing a few snaps here and there. So Seattle hits – with the trade of Russell Wilson. And now you talk about Pete Carroll and his team potentially being in first place and winning this division.
1: I would have never thought that would be the case, Baldy. So everything you just said is spot on, Carl, everything, because I was there Sunday. I announced the, uh, the Seattle charger game and they ran, they ran the Chargers right out of SoFi stadium. Ugly. I mean, it was, they jumped on top of them and really there was never looking back. So, you know some coaches just have a vision about how they want to play. Pete Carroll's always had the vision, okay? Like, we're going to play good defense. We're going to run the football. He's doing all those things. The rookies, Kenneth Walker, running back, okay, just, you know, 74-yard touchdown run, Hundred, you know, averaging six yards a carry right now. You get the two tackles, Charles Cross, in the first round, you get Abe Lucas in the third round. You go get Tariq Woolen in the fifth round. He's a shutdown corner, candidate for defensive rookie of the year. Kobe Bryant, Boyer, Mafi. so I thought I was talking to John Schneider about it uh, down the field before the game, and you know, like back in 2011, they got Russell, they got Bobby Wagner, yeah, you no, know, that like it turned the franchise around, you know, they, you know, they they had already had Chancellor and Sherman, you know, that, that thing was coming together, so I, you know, if you go back to, you know, 2017, New Orleans gets Kamara, Lattimore, Ramcheck, Hendrickson, like a great draft where you stick. Five, six guys like Seattle is doing, it like elevates it like elevates you for the next decade. And I, I feel like this is what we're gonna see. So, and then the other thing is they've got a luxury in that they've got three tight ends in Disley, uh in Parkinson, and in Fant, who they got in the trade with Russell Wilson. And all of them can block and all of them can catch. So they're in these 13 personnel packages. They they protect the quarterback, all right. And when the quarterback does have to move, he's he's good enough. He's been good and he's just been error-free. Just mistake-free football. He's getting the ball to his wideouts, to his tight ends, checking it. They're a good football team. They're not beating themselves. And it's not a fluke. Like they're going to go toe-to-toe with the Rams and with 49ers. Like, I, I don't think they're going to fall off. This will be a big game with the Giants, though, no doubt about it. Who wins the run game in this, this
0: contest with the Giants, Baldy? Because the Giants are going to come in and they're going to they're going to do the same thing, right? I mean, that's been part of their formula. So is it who runs the ball better, Seahawks or Giants, on Sunday?
1: There's three teams in this league right now, Carl. It's the Bears, it's the Giants, and the Seahawks, who in all three cases, they've run it more than they've thrown it. Now, it's a, that's a little backwards. You know, like you're not probably going to win Super Bowls that, with that formula. But as you kind of rebuild your team, it's great to have something to hang your hat on. Yeah, It's great to say, you know, the Falcons are right there too with that. And so it's great to have something you go – we do this well. Now we we, we got to add pieces here and it, it could shorten the game and keep your defense out of harm's way and you don't turn it over. So that's kind of what's going on. But I, I believe the giants like, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, they got a lot of young guys. You got to handle the elements, long flight, got to be mature, all that stuff. It's, it's a big test for a rookie coach and, you know, young players. But I feel like the giants have a better chance of stopping walker than the seattle does and i feel like they have a better chance of running the ball at them Mm -hmm. with both daniel jones and saquon who leads the league in yards from scrimmage than does seattle so i feel like the giants have i feel like they have a chance to go up there and win this game six and one giants seahawks four
0: and three and and a surprise this season there's no doubt about it yeah baldy before we get to the game that you are calling 49ers at rams I, I just want to talk about Joe Burrow for a second.
1: Yeah, um, You saw him. You saw him in the weekend. He's a problem, okay? Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I'm not telling anybody any secrets. I, yeah. I think we yeah, go yeah. through these ebbs and flows where you see guys, he starts a season where he throws, what, four picks in a game, and you go, whoa, what's going on with Joe Burrow? And I think you alluded to this, that the appendix thing, you know, it wasn't completely healed. He played. But what I saw Sunday – against the Falcons this last Sunday, where he was just unstoppable. And we talk about these games, Baldy, all the time, you know, you and I, about games in the NFL where you just need your quarterback to be better than everybody else, Yeah, right? There are games that happen like that. Run game may not be working. Defense may not be playing as well. But you just need your quarterback to just take it over. And he kind of did that. And it was like, I make this sound on the radio, whoop, Whoop, whoop! he's just throwing it down the field and you look up and they're up 21, nothing. And you're going, is this, this real? Now the Falcons had a lot of injuries, but I don't want to take anything away from Burrow. And I want to get your opinion on what's making him so efficient right now. And it looks like super bowl, Joe Burrow.
1: Well, okay. So it's pretty interesting because like it, it happened the week before against new Orleans and he carved new Orleans up one of the, at the end of the game on a, you know, a 60 yard to Jamar, but, um, Teams are playing Cincinnati, too deep shell. Atlanta did it the whole game. And it forces Cincinnati to run the ball, and they're not a good running team. So Joe Joe Mixon's averaging three yards a carry. So Joe Burrow basically said the last two weeks, I know what defense they're in. We're not we're not good enough to run them out of it the way <laughs> you'd like to. Right. Where you got to drop the safety down, then you get, you know, single high, you get man-to-man, you got, all that stuff. They, they're not good enough to do it. So he just said, I, I got to be better. So now what he did in on 11 plays in that game, he went completely empty, five receivers out there, no extra protection. It was on him. Now, you know, great. got a sack, you know, they got a couple sacks on, him. they hit him a few times, like he took his lumps, but like those throws to Jamar chase, the touchdown throw. It's just, a, it's to a postage stamp, Carl, the <laughs> back shoulder f- fade against, you know, on the corner, you know, the young corner out there, like they went after Anderson. Okay. So they wore him out, but, the throw is just one perfect after another. And I saw this little video on, you know, one of the social sites and it's Jamar, like kind of laughing. And he's just like talking to his quarterback. He's like, man, you're really on today, Joe. And Joe's like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes and, like, he goes, no, you're really on. I'm like, they're having a laugh. And Burrow has just got like these laser focused eyes. Like you can see it. Like he's not celebrating after the, he's not fist pumping. It's like my own mission to go play in January. Yeah. And deep in January. And I, I I don't, you know, there's, you know, Josh and Mahomes and whatever category you want to put them in. And nobody throwing the ball better than Joe Burrow. Is their defense good
0: enough? Is it better than it was last year? Or is it on par with what you saw last year? It's season? on par.
1: They're solid. Okay. I mean, okay. Lou Anarumo is a really good coach. He's good. He's a good, uh, he's a good game day coach. He's a guy that makes adjustments. Um, you know, you can't. It's hard. he's a hard guy to figure out what he's going to do. He's got some flexibility with Sam Hubbard and where they put him. They're veteran at every single position, so they're they're they're. I think right now they are uh, the seventh, you know, seventh best defense in the NFL. Okay. So top ten, Hendrickson's, you know, like getting healthy, like they're good enough.
0: Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers because he said this week this could be the best thing for us. Is it going to Buffalo on Sunday night and playing the way the, the Packers are playing? I mean, I, listen, no disrespect to Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke. Okay. Kid played great. Right. W- Washington did what they needed to do. They showed up and then you're scrambling late and you're trying to make plays. There's a lot of things, Baldy, I see right now with green Bay that are troublesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this is good. <laughs> going to Buffalo because Buffalo to me is in on another level and they have the ability to completely shut down what limited passing game I've seen with with Green Bay so far is this a good thing as, as as he said uh after the game the other day
1: well I have a problem you know if you're winning 13 or 14 games like they have the last three years and you're in the playoffs and number one you know number one seed all that stuff it's one thing if you want to go on Pat McAfee show and have a good time and address sure. some things. It's fine. I mean, I'm not knocking. But, like, if, if Aaron Rodgers is just coming out and saying, you know, certain guys got to be – he's not naming names. But he's saying guys got to be benched. Guys got to, you know, I don't know. It just seems like – Is he pissed I'm at the, these young guys? Well, so like, look, if, if he's got a problem with whoever – because here's the problem, Carl. is if, if you're not naming names, if you're Romeo Dobbs, if you're – you know, I don't know, John Runyon, it, you know, if you're Christian Watson, you're saying I'm the problem. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to learn to get, you know, like I, they're all learning. Yeah. So they've in the last three losses now, Carl, I've tracked it. They, they've had 13 deep shots that have fallen incomplete. They threw three of them on Sunday, all incomplete. So they're over seven on third down. So if you can't convert third down, since so something were third and two, third and one, they couldn't convert. So if you're not converting third downs, you better be getting chunk plays to put yourself in position to be in scoring position. And they're not converting those. And they're close. Some of them are the throw, some of them the receivers. You know, there's things, but they're off. And so you can say, okay, well, they ran the ball 12 times. Well, they, they had so many negative plays, holding calls. Like even second and 20, you're not, you're probably not running. Right. You, you're, you're out of that rhythm. So they're beating themselves a lot of penalties. They had three holding calls, hurt them bad. Um, you know, and they have a lot of negative plays in the run game. They, they juggled their whole offense line. Elton Jenkins went from right tackle to left guard. Running goes left guard to right guard. Like they're juggling the whole line to try to figure that part out. And that they've never done anything like that before. So I feel like this is not a good spot for them because yeah. there is like Buffalo went to Kansas City. They kept the twenty points. Um, they better be at and and then Green Bay's defense has not played well. I mean, they got to pick six the other day. That's good play, but overall, you know, Washington did a good job of running the ball against them and they shouldn't against a team that's got seven number one draft picks on them. Baldy. Before we talk
0: about the game you have on, on Sunday, did we underestimate the importance of Devonte Adams? Yeah. I say that because there are people who say you can replace that wide receiver. You can't replace the quarterback, right? So Aaron gets all the things he wants. He got the power. He got the money. And it was like, yo, hey, Devontae, I love you, but bro, I'm going to get mine. You probably need to go somewhere and get yours. That's kind of what the conversation was. Now you're looking at this and you're going, boy, he needed that. He needs that. I think we underestimated it. And I'm not just talking about from the production side, Baldy. Just having a guy like that and just thinking, oh, we'll replace that. We'll get another guy in there. And now he's complaining about the guys that are in there.
1: Well, it's a huge trickle-down effect. So you could double Devontae. You could bracket him. You could do all these different things, press him, you know, all these different combinations to, to double him, and he still beat it. But the, the key was, in every key situation, third downs where they were 0 for 7, fourth downs, red zone, the ball was going to Devontae. So whether it was by design or extending the play, I'll find them. You know, there was a play, there was two plays against the 49ers. They go the length of the field in two plays last year, no timeouts, hit Devontae, kick the winning field goal, win 30-28. Like they don't have a guy like that right now mm-hmm. that you can just you know find magic. Uh, and you know, he 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 was the their answer for all of these situational football plays. Like that combination is so sorely missed. And what it did was – so Devontae got all his coverage. Lazard looked like he was pretty good. Tanya looked like he was pretty good. Right, now, right. Lazard can't beat anybody's corner one-on-one. You know, Fabian Moreau's shutting him down. Like, everybody's shutting him down. No, but but he's just Alan Lazard. There's a the reason why he's a free agent, Carl. Like, he doesn't have – you know, he's not a fast guy. He's a big guy. You want him on your team. He's a good number three if Devontae's taking all the action. And if you're extending plays and Rogers is moving, like – Oh, everybody else kind of falls into place. But when you don't have that guy drawing all the attention, everybody looks like they're just kind of a guy. And then, you know, rookies are just trying to, you know, got Romeo Dobbs gets a, you know, a, a hitch route the other day, bounced right off his chest, you know, like, it, it like so that, that's where we're at.
0: Baldy, great stuff, man. Let's talk about the game you're going to be calling on Sunday. Again, in the huddle, Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger. We do this each and every week, guys, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Jason LaConfora also joins us. We put out all the great information you want to know about the NFL as we take a look inside the huddle. All right. 49ers trade for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh, Kyle. He's got to be super excited, right? I mean, they have a long relationship. They've known each other a long time. Obviously, Mike Shanahan, Kyle's a teenager. He's babysitting, you know, yeah. baby McCaffrey. Yeah. Now he gets a chance to bring him to his team, and he knows what kind of dynamic player he's getting. And I've been saying this. As I'm watching the 49ers, I'm going, they need something else, right? I mean, Juszczyk is great. Deebo, uh, they need something else. So now he gets this how much can he implement that and I think what's what's going to be a huge game on Sunday you'll be there for the 49ers I want to start there because he he started last week I mean he played a few plays mm-hmm. you saw how he might be used how much does Kyle Shanahan get him involved in this 49er offense this week
1: well I, you know he, he he had a good really good first quarter Carl uh they ran a, a lot of basic plays two yep. back sets with juice uh and he had he had a, a number of good runs a couple of good catches like one thing about Christian is you gotta, you gotta call plays for him in the passing game. Like you gotta clear out. Like it's it's like you know clearing out for Steph Curry. Mm. Like just you know run everybody off, let him work underneath against linebackers, safeties. Like he's gonna beat them. So you gotta you gotta start designing some offense for him. But I think they gotta start designing some offense for other guys because the offense doesn't look very good. Um, Garoppolo, you know, especially if he's on the field against Patrick Mahomes, he just looks. Like, Average. It denied, you know, Average. I, I yeah. know he's got a winning record and all that. But, you know, you go, you know, you go in these big games and your quarterback's got to pull out, you know, one big throw after another. You throw an interception in the end zone, the Kittle, you know, because you get some pressure. Like, you can't make that throw. You know, you can't take a safety and hold the ball for six seconds. Like, there's just bad mistakes by Jimmy. But yeah, but really the the most disappointing side of the ball I saw all week. Was San Francisco's defense against Kansas City? They gave up 530 yards, 44 points, and they didn't take anything away. I mean, Kelsey was killing them early. Mar- you know, MVS, Juju, like they all, I, Pacheco, they all, they heard a, everybody heard them. They, they, they looked, and two weeks ago, Carl, they were hands down through the first five weeks the best defensive football. Mm. They don't look anything like it right now. So, but to this game they just play the Rams really well. They they physically, they beat them up in the trenches on defense. Typically the Rams don't run the ball well at all against them. They pressure Stafford into mistakes. So that's, they did that earlier this year with the win. They've done it in the regular season throughout. Um, I don't know. Like Rams got a new left tackle now, third one this year. Uh, I don't know what the running game is at this point. Um, So I, I feel like, this is going to be a tough spot. It's going to be 49er fans at SoFi is going to fill it up. We're going to hear all 49ers noise. I just think it's going to be a tough spot for the Rams. What about uh what about the Rams just quickly? I
0: mean, as you look at them, they're 3 and what are they? 3 and 3 on the season so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm watching them to your point I don't know. I, I, it seems like there's something missing there as well. And is does that start simply with the O line, as you talked about up front, the protection of Stafford, and that's why they haven't been able to do all the things they want to do? Because even if you add Odell, Odell Beckham, if you still can't do those things, it doesn't matter if you got you know
1: OBJ. They've had so many injuries. I mean, they do get Brian Allen back to starting center, which which will help because they 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 had this kid. You know, Shelton was in there. Like, oh, Shelton Coleman. They had all these guys in there they just so many injuries up front, you know, they just lost no boom for the season, yep. you know, so they're going to have a Laura Jackson back there. Like he, I think it's his first start. Like it's just, so it's been a, a, you know, they're just trying to get guys healthy. I don't know what happened to cam Akers. Maybe you got a better story for how this thing is just falling apart, you know, but he was supposed to be their number one guy. And now he's not even, you know, he's not seeing the field. He's on the trading block. I don't know. So they're, they're very, so they brought in Allen Robinson, they thought he was going to be a replacement. He's been awful. He just There's just no timing with him. He doesn't beat press coverage. So, you know, look, Cooper's unreal. Like, he gets all the balls. Like, quarterback trusts him implicitly. You get Higby. They, so they get Van Jefferson back this week, who's a really good route runner. He's a good player. Maybe that will help in the passing game a little bit because the 49ers are down corners right now. They look pretty weak at that position. Maybe they can expose the 49ers in that area a little bit. It's going to be interesting. Baldy will be there. And, guys, we'll be back with you on Tuesday
0: next week as we'll recap all the games. We always look forward to visiting with you guys. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends about us, and make sure you check us out every week. Baldy, man, great job as always. Have a great call. I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening this weekend. It's crazy, man. Week eight, I'm excited.
1: We're we're going to have a lot to talk about next week, Carl. I can feel it already.
0: No doubt. Baldy, take care. You take care as well. We'll see you next time.